Welcome to Ready, Set, Live, episode 14. For today's main topic, we are discussing Rise of the Floodborne, the second chapter of Lorcana. Ready, set, go! Well, welcome back, guys. Welcome in. Hello, hello. It's Good been a be while back. since our last recording. Yeah, we've, we have a new upload schedule, if you can't tell. We're recording this every other week to kind of amass some information and get some more playtesting time, and it really served us well this week. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because if we would have recorded last week, we would have had, as what, would you, what were you calling it? An emergency recording. Yeah. Yes, because we have... A little, I'm going to call it a light dumping of news. Oh, yeah. Way earlier than I thought. Yeah. Th- yeah. 13 cards? Uh, 13 cards. Yeah, that's, 13 that's more cards than light. off the bat. That's more than and light. We're not even getting into the, f- like, so it's not even coming out until November. November 17th, right? So Pretty sure that's the day. We're, we're barely halfway through September. Yeah. Hey, this they're is trying to keep the hype train going. They're, mm-hmm. They are keeping the, they're keeping that hype train fully fueled. All the sure. coal in the world. Just keep tossing it in. So I think what's really interesting about this set two early announcement is it does allow us, you know, we're not really going to be testing these new cards at this point, but it does at least give you an eye for the future on like the decks you're building now. You don't really have to account for these cards yet. I don't think you should really be deck building for these cards that we're going to discuss today. No, but it does let you think like if I'm trying to build a deck that is long term, maybe you shouldn't build something that gets revealed that is immediately hard countered starting November 17th. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to that towards yeah. the end. Or yeah. maybe, or maybe you like, maybe I don't need to buy four monsters dragons. Like yeah. maybe I should go a different route. Yeah, maybe you know? I should wait a second. Cause there's, there are some ramifications of the spoilers they did. And it's not like they're going to completely change the game. In my opinion, it still seems like it's in the same direction, but we'll get to the spicy keyword towards the end. Cause I we're going to start there's off. Some, there there the are end. some things yeah. That immediately power creeps some stuff. Yeah. We have and the cards on our uh, phones here, so we can kind of keep up to date with specific wording of the cards. Um, but we're going to run through them. There are 13 cards we're discussing today, starting with some of the vanillas, working where, our way up to some of the ability cards, and then maybe some items, and then hitting the, the Floodborne, like the, the titular characters that we're uh, building a whole set around towards the end. So let's start. I'll start with the basic one. I'll take it out of the way. We're going to start... With Raya, Warrior of Kumandra. Now, I have not seen... I think it's Raya, actually. It I have not it's seen, Raya. It's I have not Raya. seen Raya in the last dragon. But uh, it's actually good. It's solid. Yeah, so it, this is, this it's is new for me. not my favorite Disney movie, but it is very good. Well, Raya is a four-ink, five-strength, three-willpower, one-lore vanilla. And I say that in air quotes because vanilla is a, is a hard term to use in this game because every character can still quest... So they can Still always build your win condition up. It's like they have an ability to exert to gain something. So it, it's kind of cool with, with Vanillas in regard to this game. But this is essentially trading out the villain tag on Scarfire yep, Userper princess. with princesses. Yep. But I am so down for that. Yeah, yeah princesses need yeah. just a little bit more love. And there's, mm-hmm. there's plenty, from, from what we've already seen, there are plenty of really awesome princesses yeah. coming out in this next set there's so it's gonna be some good stuff the the amber ruby decks are not like fleshed out enough They're because not. elsa's not a princess i think you kind of lose a little bit of a ability to bump up the count a, a bit and there's no there's no anna 
in yeah. Ruby either, so it, it kind of messes with it. Gotcha. So amethyst, amethyst. Am, no, I'm thinking of no. the ruby am amber because so so you can use Moana. Gotcha. That's what I'm gotcha, thinking. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So that the that ruby list. Elsa is is cool, but it, unless yeah. you're playing ruby amethyst yeah. specifically yeah, 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 yeah. in that style it's i was it just saying i wish that elsa was a princess tag even yeah. though she's not really a princess just to kind of bump up the count of that possible deck oh for sure but with the way this stands she Rhea is a good piece in a moana themed amber ruby princess deck yeah because she does actually benefit from being able to ready more than once you could quest with her Use Moana, then she actually has a decent strength to challenge. Yeah, and then you with also her. have uh, Mulan. That's a princess. Mulan. Oh, so yeah. Mulan pairs with this. That's mm -hmm. one of the ones that people would pair with Ruby yeah. princesses. Yeah. So it's there's not much to discuss. Does anybody have any thoughts on this character before we move on? Because I really feel like the other characters just offer a lot more discussion. I agree. I want the next one. I am happy that this one is this one is introducing Rey in the Last Dragon though. That oh, is yeah. an interesting yeah, thing yeah, for sure. So it's, it's, it's nice to have a newer IP. Yeah, and it's an uncommon. I didn't mention that, but it's that that will matter as we've seen with the rarities in yes. the in the pricing of set one. So oh yeah, yeah. All right, Alex. How about you take the next vanilla? So next we have Winnie the Pooh. There ain't nothing honey. vanilla about that, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> honey Wizard. He's a five cost Whoa. five five inkable. Um, he quests for two lore and he is common. Um, I mainly wanted this because. I freaking love the art of this card. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was gonna come in on. Dude. We'll have the card images hey. coming up on the screen. So these dreamborn characters but... with these just unique arts. Yes. Like I'm like, yes, this is exactly what we need. The Pooh needed. And it's very, it it it's kind of ties in a little bit. Or I, the art wise, it really ties into the stuff that we were talking to Nick about. Where it's like the the scope of what they can do. From Storyborn to Dreamborn to Floodborn is so very apparent here mm -hmm. because Dreamborn, it's like, okay, you still have to keep the flavor of the character, but you you have a little bit more artistic ability to do kind of what you want with still following the flavor of the card mm -hmm. or following the flavor of the character. Yeah. I love this. Yeah, This is so poo and yet so... Not poo, and I'm cool. You want to read the flavor text, Alex, so so you can get the full scope of what this card okay. offers here. He'd always felt a kinship with honey. There were both golden and sweet, and likely to end up sticky in sticky situations. <laughs> yeah, it's, that checks out. For honey, that's very flavorful. It is, it is yeah, so oh good. Gosh. There's not it, much else to really say about the card. Um, stats I, are I mean, all solid. I mean, I think two lore on a five five yeah, is pretty. Legit. It's all solid. It, it's, a, yeah. it's a five five for five and two lore. <laughs> yeah. It. I'm trying to. Think, I'm trying to think about this. Uh, in the moment, the five cost in amethyst currently. You have the queen, yeah. and what else is in the five cost range? That's frequently you would you would know and you would know. More than I don't either think of I us. run it, whatever it is. <laughs> I don't, queen. I'm pretty sure it's the queen, and we're about to pull it up right yeah, now. That's what, I, that's what I this can't think of anything. For. I'm trying to think of anything offers two lore without with those quality stats at all. Not in I that, know the not queen in is not one lore. She offers the draw card, of, of course, but that I love high strength, high lore characters, just is because Jafar? they offer no, Jafar he's four. Jafar's four cost. It's just. They they offer that unique range of if you were going you to flotsam, challenge enemy, you got flotsam. I don't think there's anything else, right? Flotsam. That should be it. Yep. Man, so this is, huh? This he's six. This is an six, inkable okay. five cost card that if you're not leaning into the strategy of exerting the queen for card draw, if you're just wanting solid stats, 
This is a great little top end for an Amethyst aggressive deck that wants to stack with two lore batteries. Because I just, like I said it before, I love high strength, high lore characters because they make sure that if you are going to challenge into them, they will banish whatever is challenging. And five, five they, costs they clean is up. In, also important for there. We know five is kind of a threshold on songs. Yes. So it kind of gets to that next tier of strong mm. songs. And also really good with uh, with Amber Amethyst specifically because you have just in time. So this well, being a five good. drop, you can mm. play it. You can yep. play that on turn three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. It's a solid five. Yeah. I, like I like that. Personally, I don't like the queen anyways. <laughs> okay. Okay. You got some kind of Okay. Okay. Well. Who's got the next? Who's one? got the next one? Uh, you wanna, what is it? Oh, let's see. Okay. Elsa's Elsa? the next okay. one. That's an amethyst card. How about how about you get Merlin? I know you like Merlin you. more, and you can get You're Elsa. Good. All right. All right. So Elsa, four cost, three four, uh, amethyst card, and her name is Elsa. Gloves off. She's a storyborn hero queen sorcerer for one lore, and she has challenger three. I know a deck that's gonna love this card. Yeah. It. Yeah. I actually. Definitely like this card. And yeah. it, this, the challenger mechanic with that version of the deck, mm-hmm. um, Amethyst Steel is the one I have. Um, I, I'm i trying to decide, do I like it more than Jafar or not? I like that it hits that six. Mm-hmm. So that six, six. That's crazy. That's, that's pretty big. Number. For, for good, one less yeah, willpower, I probably would like it, especially yeah. when you have Dr. Facilia to try to f- put it back into your hand and reuse. So, yeah, that, yeah I definitely think that's probably going to be a good swap. So I know five is a good threshold for willpower, so it does let Jafar trade pretty favorably. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's a, but there's a uh, few things that's a little bit more is nice. I just, I, I really, really like whenever characters can punch way above their weight yeah. class, and hitting for six, you have to get into some, like, specific matchups where that is not immediately banishing whatever it's challenging. And right? the the crackback, if you survive and they challenge yeah, you, you're doing yeah. three instead of two Witcher 4? Yeah, for sure. Um, we can it, circle back to this in a second yeah. when we come back to the resist mechanic they, they, sure. they talked yeah. about, but having challenger three may feel like overboard, but with that new mechanic, it probably won't be. And yeah, that's true. In a few Amber, Amethyst decks, people were starting to... Um, Swap out Rafiki for um, Zeus. Yep, because mm. it hits four on Cusco. Exactly. Yep. Mm. So I mean, hey, you know, that's that is a solid Cusco uh-huh. banisher. I like. Yeah. It. When when you I can like hit it. more to take oh, out something like Cusco, it's yeah. very important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So, and it and it does it on curve. It exactly. sets it up and t- yeah. oh man, that's good. I like it. It's All right, nasty. Tyler. What about the next card? It's my boy. It's Merlin. So uh, what we have is a. F- Four drop inkable Merlin shapeshifter. He is one strength, five willpower. Uh, he's storyborn mentor sorcerer. Mentor coming back into play again. Uh, and his ability is battle of wits. Whenever one of your other characters is returned to your hand from play, this character gets plus one lore this turn. Remember that challenger deck I was talking about? <laughs> Bro, uh, just keep sending them back to my hand. This is easily Dude. one of my favorite cards of the reveal. So Because like... Befuddle is coming out. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My Befuddle totally goes with it. Befuddle is coming out. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what other... What, what's the other card that, that also bounces to the hand? I mean, you got Genie. It's you got Genie. Mother Knows Best. Uh, yep. You can bounce your own the stuff. Genie's not going to matter, though, because the Genie's going to be done to you on their turn. No, you can do Genie to your own stuff. But I don't know if you'd want to do that. I don't, know if it's, I don't know if one extra lore is enough payoff to want to do that. Well, if you want to heal combo. something, or yeah. you want to get another, like... 
Mother Knows Best is going to so be So since it's an amethyst, I'm, the one I'm thinking of is like um, Maleficent Dragon or something like that, re- being able to play that. That's true. I mean, it's not I, I think perfect, but it's... Your it's example is control, something I did not think control, of at all. The what? Dr. Facilier situation yeah. is something that I was like, oh, when you said that, because that was... Keep using my oh little my hook goodness. to trade in. Yeah, I didn't even think about being able to use your challengers and being able to banish your own stuff for a purpose. Yeah. So you're actually dealing with a problem and getting value beyond just getting card advantage of getting them put back in and your hand. And one, one of the hardest one of the hardest things about that Yikes. deck is you you're controlling too much and it's hard to quest because yeah. you need to challenge. That's pretty so having a body, just a couple of these on the board or one one or two on the board could be a huge swing when you're like, okay, I'm gonna trade, trade, trade. So this is a big question of whether or not it, that would work. Because I don't think it would, really. Oh, because they get banished. Yeah. It has to and, come from play, right? Yeah, it has to come from oh. play. Oh. So, th- so never, is never returned really from your hand. It says instead, though. From play. It says instead, return to your hand instead, right? No. That's whenever that's one of I'm your other characters. No, I'm talking about whenever. No, oh, okay. We're that, pulling that's, that up. That's what I'm looking for. Pull it up. Uh, <laughs> I'm pulling up. This, pulling is, up this is stuff maybe we could have done before the show, but this is called learning yeah, yeah, in real time. Yeah, this is real-time learning. This yeah. is fun. You, you guys get to be a part of the action yeah. as we we're, learn. We're brainstorming. So, so I'm, I got thinking, right I'm thinking so befuddled. So, Facilier, whenever right, one of your other characters is banished in challenge, you may return that card to your hand. So Ruling it doesn't work. Times. It doesn't work. Because it, it it's banished work. first. It's banished, it's banished first. in a challenge, then it goes to your so hand. Banished implies yep. it went to the discard pile. Yep. yep. Well, guys, yep. you've witnessed the rise I don't like the card anymore, idea. sorry. So, <laughs> I don't like the card anymore. The, fall of the, the, idea. the question is is whether or not banished nope. specifically means going directly to the discard. To. No, it, or it would have to. It, it does. If it's, if it's just removing from play. Because if it's removing from play, it, that is a replacement effect. That I would Doctor Facilier's ability would be a replacement instead of it going I'm, to. I think we should is going to your. I hand. think we should assume in this conversation that it doesn't work. Yeah, I would just assume, because. Would well, there are because things. there's conditions in the rules of whenever you have reached damage equivalent to your willpower, and you're and you have a you have more damage than willpower. Right, you are banished, banished which right. implies sent to the discard pile. Yeah. I think it's getting a little bit in the weeds. I would love to be proven wrong, and if we are, we there, will address I f- this. I feel like there are some some things, as far as the game is concerned, that we have learned that, like, so the whole, like, stacking ability with Dr. Facilier and... Oh, resolving and, the song yeah, resolving, before you yeah, use his ability. Resolving certain abilities in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like That's why I wouldn't think it would work. It it, it really... Because like, you this, have to resolve. This, is, this gets into more minutiae-type mm-hmm. In, in my head, if Dr. Facilier said what I thought he said, and he said, if it would be banished, return it to your hand instead, yeah. that would be replacing the yeah. entire but idea it's of not. banishing, but it's not. Yeah. So that let's just move on with the discussion of assuming it doesn't work that way, just because I think it does make the card also easier to evaluate. Yeah, but, yeah it went from a smash awesome card to me to for like... Hopefully they pull something out that yeah. that helps it a little bit well, more. Befuddle's good, but Befuddle they need more. is going to be great for that no. card. No, it's, it's good. It's, it's good, but I think other things are going to come out along with it. But Befuddle, oh, oh, sure. yeah. For if you're sure. building a whole card identity yeah. that has bad stats, by the way, yeah. Lady Tremaine has burned me before. But <laughs> this is inkable, which means they don't see it to be like a problematic ability. And if it's not problematic, it's they're probably not going to be a super abusable. But, but I would like to I would like to point out that Tremaine sucks for a whole plethora of different reasons because it is it is a high but it, drop but i'm saying we were assuming with her stats early on in the spoiler process yes. we were assuming with her stats she's got to be high lore 
Well, the good and news she was is, is that we got all that information ahead of time. Yeah. So we're, we're not having I, to speculate on stats here. I just think that because they gave him one strength and five willpower, they obviously, like you're saying, yeah. there's there's got to be something. There's because Yeah, because be like Befuddle's not enough. Yeah. It's yeah. not. Like, yeah. And first off, running a lot of times, Befuddle is not going to yeah. do, do it. And sometimes you're not. using Befuddle on your opponent's stuff for a tempo play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This for has sure. to be your stuff. Yeah. So and And that is not a reward for getting your stuff returned to your hand on your opponent's turn. So that is not rewarding. That 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 doesn't create counterplay from them removing your stuff or sending we it back to your We need more cards hand. on that one. So this one is definitely a I will return. But for now, in a vacuum, I don't like Not great. Hey, I'm just telling you, watch. Just stand, watch. stand on the hill alone. Oh, yeah. Everyone oh, yeah. Oh, hey, every time. <laughs> hey, man. I'm there with you. Yeah. Watch. Great. We'll watch y'all stand <laughs> on the hill. Hey, I would We've love. Stood, I, it, you can see it. We will stand on this hill by ourselves, and that's fine. There's plenty of us out there. Technically, if there's two people, you cannot be by yourself. I said by ourselves. Ourselves. As in us together, we will stand on that hill. Kingdom Hearts coming to us. <laughs> All right, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Do you want to you want to go over Mickey Mouse? I can. Yeah, That's ahead. fine. So Mickey Mouse, he is a friendly face. He's a six cost inkable, one strength, six willpower. He quests for three lore, which is awesome. He's a super rare, our first super rare. I love it. Um, glad you're here is his ability. Whenever this character quests, you may pay three less for the next character you play this turn. Absolutely insane. This is so freaking good. I love Absolutely insane. I don't understand why this right here is a super rare. That There's this so many good super scream- rares already. Oh, this yeah. screams legendary. Like, everything yeah. about this but, screams legendary. But it's super. But it's also, it's not a flood ball. Nope. Which tells it's Stormborn. Me that, like, my most likely scenario for this set is that every single legendary is going to be a flood ball. Like, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I, 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 because if you're going to name the set Rise, Rise of the, the Floodborns, every freaking legendary could, could better be a Floodborn. Possible. Definitely. Yeah. Well, they, or majority for they sure. They also... Um, 95%. I will say this. They, they also open up the possibility of this set with some of the Floodborns we'll discuss later. I don't think any of the Floodborns we're going to discuss later were cards that had Floodborns, characters that had Floodborns in the, in the first set. So it very well could be a possibility that maybe every character that didn't get a Floodborne in the first set gets one here. Yeah. We don't know. But Dude, what Floodborne aside, yeah, we're, as far as this card, we're getting off the topic with the, with the Floodborne situation with this card. This card deserves to be discussed even without the word Floodborne. Yes. Storyborn Mickey Mouse here gives, an, to me, I know it helps you go wide because it reduces the cost of a character. Amber's but I actually like this. this for Amber decks that maybe whenever you're splashing Amber... And you're actually focusing on a more mid-range or a more heavy hitter Ruby playstyle. It lets you like devote high care, high cost characters. Like on your turn six or turn seven, whenever you would be getting this guy out and ready to quest, you could essentially pay three less for a seven cost. Have four and then throw out a three cost I'm item. Getting it's, this, I'm getting it's this thing out on turn four, my bud. This, okay. Yeah, you can get it out on turn four. And, you know, and we're about to talk about the Wait, how card we, that. How are we getting it out on turn four? It's we're, hold it's on the next we're about card. to. Hold yeah, on. It's hold the next on. card. But, we'll get oh, to that one. Okay. Yeah, we'll get to it. But my main thing with this one is it makes me feel like Emerald esque. Yeah. Like questing, doing something I want to do yeah. to get a payoff. So it's like, oh, I quest with this and then play Cusco for two. Mm-hmm. Like that 
Sounds great. I mean, oh so many, gosh, so many, and then three, there's a lot of amazing ooh, three drops. Ooh, I mean, ooh, Jacob, you could play a lot this. of amazing you're three drops. This. Okay, check this. Mickey Quest drop three. Play Mickey BLT for five. I mean, I mean, yes, you, you could. could speed out a five or nine cost even if you have the ink to pay for this. Yeah, but it's, you're right, Alex. It's payoff for doing what you want to do. Yeah, and it's, it's you're Im- doing what you want to do in the game. Immediately giving you, like we've seen Moana's stat line, you kind of need three lore to make it justifiable. Yeah. But I consider this, it, it, it's definitively way more splashable than Moana. Moana oh, has yeah. to be princesses. I love this card. It's one more ink than Moana, noteworthy. But it should be, though, because it's ramping yeah, you into other it's, cards. Yeah, it's ramping I you mean, into other cards. It, Moana's I just love based. three lore characters. Yeah. They are super, super nice. It also helps with if. If you do want to play a ramp deck, so you want to play like a Sapphire Amber ramp deck, this is another top end that could actually be decent for you. Oh, yeah. It helps you get out those other um, Sapphire cards. Like even like if you're playing budget, like playing a Chief Tui or something or a Mufasa, you're getting a Mufasa out for three. I'll take it. Yeah, the value is just insane. It's It's insane. Value engine for sure. Yeah. Well, I think you wanna... I'm, just because I know the person who loves this card the most, we're going to go back to that side of the table, Anthony, but we're going we're gonna to have our fun. I'm excited, <laughs> guys. Yeah. So, All Tyler, right, go ahead. the next one. Okay, I know that this is going to be very polarizing for the internet, but I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, Zero to Hero is one of the best cards in this set thus far. Hot it, takes with Hades. You, you can, <laughs> you can take that as a hot t- take if you want to. Don't care. Uh, Zero to Hero is a two-drop uninkable. It is an action song. Oh, it's so good. Uh, so song meaning that a two-cost character can sing this song, making it three. Uh, so the ability states, count the number of characters you have in play. You pay that amount of ink less for the next character you play this turn. Okay. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to let you speak. I just, you called me about this card. I did. So I know you, I'm going to let you cook. But I just got to say, in when you're arguing for this card being the best card in the set, it's one. Of. I need you to make definitive reasons okay. for why it is that much better than Lantern. Okay? In that context. Okay. Include that in your argument. Okay. Let's listen to this, guys. Yeah, because it's the okay. same. It's the same. Yeah, because I got a question, too, yeah. going back to our <laughs> previous card, because I still don't get it. Okay. okay. So <laughs> the, the way that this card is good is that you, you use it in a couple different ways. So the easiest way to do it is turn one, one drop. Turn two, two drop. Turn three, one, two, or either one, one drop and a two drop or three, one drops. Okay. At this point, you have five, one drops or two drops or whatever. Like total characters, you're going to have characters. five characters mm-hmm. out on, on the field. And then literally the that turn at five, you can you sing with the two drop, you play on two, two, and you can play a five drop, or you can wait until the turn four, then play literally just one more ink, play that, sing, six drop, play three, it, because at that point you haven't used any more of your your ink, so you can sing with the two and then play just in time and play a, and play a five. So at that point you have a five and a six. That board is wide. You are that is such a hard hand to find your exactly. way into. It, it that's, is. That's what you I'm saying. Have that, to, that's three. Your first scenario you, was three one drops. Yeah. 
three one drops, and a lot of these one yeah. drops are uninkable. So yeah. you're assuming that you're you're reading your entire in the it's magical of your Christmas hand, land. Like it's completely magical. magical. <laughs> and then you're also magical assuming ink. you're assuming that you're not playing a control deck that's dealing with your board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No question. It's tough. It's I don't think you have to be that greedy to make the card good. No, and and you don't. That's the magical Christmas land scenario. You could go one drop, two drop, turn three, three drop, and then get three, and then play another three drop. This on turn three. That's what I'm saying. And then sing this with your two drop. That's what I'm just saying. Yeah, and then get extra three. You play five drop on that turn because you have three three ink. You play your third ink. You have two characters on board. Sing this. Spend three. Yeah, it's two less. Pay a five cost. Yeah, or or you could do two three cost. Basically, is what, what yeah. I was getting at because you can have the two sing after or, you get the third on board. Or you can then play you get three extra. So you have two. Or three you can costs. play uh, a free three drop, and then use just uh, just in time to play an extra five drop. If you're playing just in time and this card, that is a cert- that is certainly a greedy deck. Just oh, yeah. because it's uninkable. Yeah, you have to have both at the perfect time to make it useful. Um, yeah, you wouldn't be able to probably run your, Lilos your, and all no, that your, because you would this need is the, the issue I have. You're playing a very certain place. I equate this card very similarly to One Jump Ahead because it is an archetype of ramping. It sounds so sweet. It's singable. And it does what your deck's themed around very efficiently. However, One Jump Ahead is not good once you've kind of achieved what you want to do with your deck so like once you've ramped up one jump ahead is dead yeah this card's not dead this card though is still just as bad of a top deck oh so yeah if you're in top deck form this like this is not a run four this is yeah. a, no it might be a run four but you're hard mulliganing for yeah yeah in your open hand you gotta see it you want one in your opening that's hand. the hard part with yeah. me is like i've run one jump ahead in decks to just to use that example i've run one jump ahead in decks and when when it hurts the most is whenever you're flirting with it you're playing two or three yeah but I've, i either play one jump ahead <laughs> or i play four one jump ahead and i right. just mulligan for for two of them yeah. it's crazy but i just i'm just saying i equate it to one jump because when you are leaning into character synergies, but you're not a character, you have to be really good. Yeah. And it's, the it's only close. thing about Lantern that I like more than this card personally is Lantern does not get destroyed by most of the board uh, clears that we see yeah, right now. Um, Lantern also can be repeatable, repeatable. over multiple turns. So yep. you can technically, I know you, you save a burst of ink with this card, but Lantern can be more reliable. But I don't even like Lantern that much, personally. I love Lantern. You can like it. I love it. <laughs> I'm not going to yuck your yuck. Yeah, you're, you're, lo- you're lower but, than consists on yeah, Lantern. Yeah, I'm probably sure. below rate on Lantern. But I, this card... I'm with you. I like it about like one I jump like ahead. About it's like about, one jump ahead. If you are trying to be a go-wide board, but you have like a singular top end that you love, like a Stitch deck. A Stitch deck, this would make a good... This is kind of a cool way to experiment with making your Stitch cheaper without actually... It can also make that shift cost cheaper. I I, I include that. Which also means that you could shift that pretty easily for either one or On turn two. On turn two, if you had a a stitch on board as your one drop, then you played a two drop. On turn three, you play your third land. Or not land. You play your third Third ink. ink. And then it's going to happen. (laughs) Guys, it's ink. We don't play land here. But you play your third ink. 
and then you have the means to zero to hero, sing it, and then shift on top of your Stitch Rockstar. Yeah. My problem with that scenario, you're out of cards. Like, you got, like, two cards, Yeah, right? you're, you're already thin out. Yeah. But you're also drawing each turn. So it, even with the one and the one and the two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, you're, you're, you're just you're, low. You're, but, I mean, that's all. You're but Lantern's low, about just as good in that scenario, if you too. That's true. That's at this true. point, if, you're, if you mulliganed the right way and you're trying to— And you're lucky. Yeah, that's always a matter But if you if you mulligan yeah. the right way and yeah. you're lucky and you get that stitch rock star out over that stitch, mm-hmm. the most likely scenario is you have maybe one ink mm-hmm. left, possibly, and you can immediately use that one ink to play a one drop and get one extra to get on the draw. So that automatically makes stitch way more viable in that particular stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's there's a lot of good here. Yeah. It's a lot. Well, we have one card up, but I want to go to the next one first. Oh, okay. I want to kick it to you first, because I definitely want to discuss the card we were yeah. going to discuss next, okay. but I want you to get a chance to speak. It's another Amethyst card, so I love Amethyst. have at it. I love Read purple. the card for All the right. folks, and don't forget the flavor text. Oh, ooh, ooh, so yeah. you're right. Let, yeah, let, okay, so it's a three-cost uninkable Amethyst card. The title of the card is The Sorcerer's Spellbook. It's an item. Exerting it, paying one to gain one lore. What's the flavor text? And the flavor text is... Illumineers seek the power of knowledge, but must be aware of the price. Oh, yes. And apparently the price is one. One ink. That's the price. That's absolutely I, horrifying. I actually, what do, what do you think of this card? This goes into your deck. I got to yes. know. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about, does it make the cut? It shouldn't, does it make the cut? No. What? There's way too many uninkable cards. No, you start Anthony. cutting something for it. I mean, you gotta I guess. cut something. It's your it's your decision to think make. about think about the magic mirror for four and exerting it. You get one card. You, you just you pay six ink for one card for the but first the card. Magic whole mirror purpose card. of the deck is to control, not to race. But, but you're slowly racing. You're slowly racing. Yes, it's investing. I think I, I think I value drawing more than I. Get no, no, you keep both. You keep you both. You keep both, maybe. I, here's here's my argument. No, you keep here's, Magic Mirror. Here's my yeah, argument. Yeah, I thought you were saying get rid of it. No, no, I'm like, saying no. I'm saying you're willing to play Magic Mirror, but you should be willing to play this. Here's can I make an argument, Anthony? You're not what's, wrong. What's the point of the game? The point of the game is to get to 20 lords. To control so, your friend, every, not have any fun, yeah. and make 30 <laughs> minute long that's games. That's the whole purpose of the deck because. Okay. I mean, yeah. I get it though. Yeah, it, it's definitely going in. Probably just, a two. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You don't need I, four. I love that. Yeah, you don't need yeah. four. I see, two is, I see two it is similarly. Number. Yeah. I see it similarly similarly to something like Ursula's Cauldron. That's what I was right. going to say. It's cheap. Yeah. It, this has a very cheap uh, uh, ability activation cost. Right. It's not like Magic Mirror that's making you pay four. Right. That feels hard to weave into turns. Yeah. But how frequently in your controlly deck do you have one extra ink? Man. All the time, right? Yeah. You could always make that one turn a yeah. little more pressure. And it's it's the clock yeah. you're putting on your opponent. Because I can't sure. tell you how many times I've seen that specific deck, the Ruby Amethyst deck, your opponent's at like 18 and you're at like yeah. 10. Uh-huh. And you're like, I, yeah. eight turns, Honestly, baby, yeah. and I'm yeah. matching this you, you know, plus right a couple extra things. will make me try items again for, oh, for, for sure. Sapphire Amethyst. I will give it a shot with the Sorcerer's Spellbook. Because that is something that could actively put pressure on the game yeah. with the synergy of the items you're wanting. You don't, you don't feel bad. Like, Eye of the Fates is good. It's a heavy upfront cost, but you always have to have a character stick yeah. to actually get value out of it. This is something that a control player who's playing Dragonfires, who's playing uh, Monstrous Dragons, who's playing uh, Hades, that control player is pretty typically 
able with even with Elsa, even it locks down something from being able to use Eye of the Fates. You're just constantly saying like, and that thing you just played, not good enough. Yeah. Uh, Elsa's going to exert that, and then I'm going to challenge into it. I'm like, you can constantly get rid of one thing at a time, but that that requires item removal for sure. And I, I was just going to say that playing like multiple is going to have to. They're going to have to start running breaks. Yeah. They're going to have to rest. Yeah. Also, I was thinking Ooh. like. The uninkable count in that deck is so high. It's like, depending on, on the deck, it's like at 19. Yeah, you just so got to make like, room. You got to start taking oh, some of those items. You're going to have to hard cut. It's tough. I get, I get that. Maybe for maybe that's why they made it uninkable for that reason. My God. They decided to lower the cost yeah. of it, make it uninkable to make it where it's not so friendly to those kind of decks because otherwise it might be a little oppressive. Yeah. But, I, I think it'll be run heavy, heavily yeah. in other decks. So. Yeah. Do you think? Do you guys think this makes the cut? Y'all are the two uh, aggressive players as well, mid rangey. Yeah, no, but you know are you like, saying like makes the cut in those does decks? It, does it make the cut in any mid range deck at all? You think? No. You think uh, it's purely control? No, yeah. I think yeah, control think all the way. I think it's control. I would not touch this card in any of my my about, decks. I guess. I guess items technically leans into control a little bit. It's a late game deck. Yeah, yeah. I really want some more item payoff that's not just sapphire, but then again. It's not. It's probably not going to happen just because yeah. the Sapphire also has the card draw for the items, and they're probably not going to print card draw and removal synergies into other colors. It's just not in the cards. But I do have another item I want to discuss. Okay. It's the next card on the dock. Yeah, when I saw this one, I knew you were going to be excited. Yeah, this is, this be, is a card all over again. that the Ruby Sapphire item deck, the one that I've actually made work a little bit, Yep. it is great in that deck. I don't think it's good in most other scenarios, but the card is... Dinner Bell. Can I borrow your phone for a second? Oh, righty. Thank you. Dinner Bell is a four-cost, uninkable ruby item, and it has the ability, you know what happens. Exert it and pay two ink, and you get two. Draw cards equal to the damage on a chosen character of yours, and then banish them. I know a lot of people, this is also, this is from the Great Mouse Detective. I was this, about to say, I was like, what is yes, this from? The delicate sound of impending doom as the flavor text. Oh, gosh. But this is the dinner bell that Radigan rings whenever he wants the cat to come feast on something. Oh, my gosh. So is it, is, it is a wonderful, wonderful uh, callback to a movie that I love and is also getting its debut in set two. Uh, I was I was questioning whether or not it's like, are we getting more yeah, of we probably Mouse will, Detective? But... And we probably this, will from getting an item. Yeah. Might to, as well. To speak on the card itself, for one, Ruby had zero card draw. No, it, in it set was one. It should have been in set one, probably. Yeah. <laughs> this card, my mind started racing because immediately I was like, oh, it's getting good. It's getting good. And then I read the last text and banished them. And I was like, <laughs> but, Sadness. but the dinner bells rang up here as well. The number one thing about that item list is that it features Maurice. And it features Tamatoa, two cards that that offer high willpower counts. Tamatoa is a five strength, eight willpower. Maurice is a two strength, seven willpower. Frequently, they are dealt with in one swing from your opponent. But each of them have something they can offer you when, when they quest. However, sometimes in that deck, especially because there is no card draw, essentially without Maurice, the opportunity arises for you to pretty much either go all in in top deck mode and just hope you start top decking high quality, high lore characters and answers, or you pretty much find yourself 
uh, at a loss for what to do. Because if you don't aggressively mulligan for that Maurice, or if you don't save that Maurice and not ink it earlier in the game, you really do set yourself up for just, I'm always going to top deck. If you don't yeah. always stash an item in the discard, Tomatoa will never get you an item. He won't get that value on the questing. It's tough. But with this card, this lets Tomatoa and Maurice have that much more value because on your turn, you can say they have a, I don't know, let's call it a, a basic three, four, a three strength, four willpower character. And you have Tomatoa and Tomatoa maybe took a, he was like a, a victim of grab your swords. The rest of your board took grab your swords and cleared some of the stuff. And then yeah. he took two damage and then you're willing to say, okay, I believe in the top deck quality of my deck, but I'm going to challenge with Tomatoa take three more damage. He has five on him now. Ring the dinner bell, get rid of Tomatoa, and draw five cards. That cat's eating good in the yeah. neighborhood. If you refresh you. into five cards with this, that is an insane rate. And the benefit, too, you will most likely draw into something that also has high willpower in that deck. Or, like I'm assuming other uh, cards in this set with a bunch of Floodborne characters, you're going to have a bunch of top end, you're probably going to have more options with high willpower and low low strength or medium strength. One of the willpower. ones that I've seen people talk about is with Maui. Oh, yeah. So Maui has the Russian Reckless, so mm -hmm. he can challenge. How much is his willpower? Five, uh, five, five, six. six. So yeah, you can six willpower. He could get five, five cards as well. He's a six, five. Six, six five. five, sorry, yeah. So but that's still, still get four cards. That's still yeah. like a great pairing. On the And you, this comes down the turn before him. So that's what you, I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah, great. Band. You would you would be able you wouldn't be able to play him and use this, but it definitely helps you in that turn six, turn seven range to be able to really, really put some pressure. Yeah. Because especially with Maui, I've noticed when I play him, he handles the real problem, and it's up to them to challenge into him. But they but people usually don't because they know he's going to challenge me anyways. He has to. So I'll go ahead and get value out of my stuff. Yep. And then he'll he'll swing into me next turn and. No, we're just going to save Maui. We're just going to go ahead and get a draw three or draw four off of him just for two ink. It's a beautiful card. It fits in the thematic Ruby style of draw. I love that. Um, it makes it where people might be hesitant to leave leftover grab your sword plays. Exactly. Because uh, they, they, you're threatening the ability to just repeatedly draw two if you can get more value or if they can uh, ban challenge into something else and, and get high damage, get more draw. It's... Uh, it's That's all I can say. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So dinner bell is settled. That settles all of the non floodborne characters or floodborne cards for the rise of the floodborne set. Would you like to go over the next card? Just pick any card other than one of these two. Pick any of these three. One, okay. One of these three. Okay. So not that one. Okay. I'm going to go with... I did Bell. <laughs> it's a good I one. It's a good one. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to go with Bell, Hidden Archer. She's a five cost uninkable, three, three. She is a Floodborne, so she has Shift Three, which allows her to be played on top of a character named Bell that costs three or more. Um, well, I guess you pay three to shift it on top. Yeah. So I don't know why I read it like that. Anyways, so she quests for three lore and she has Thorny Arrows. Whenever this character is challenged, the challenging character. The challenging character's player discards all cards in their hand. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Oh, this is going to hurt. Gonna There's hurt a lot, lot of challenging characters and players and all that yeah. in there. So, yeah, that is insane. I think about the just-in-time decks that 
that gets things out early and like, okay, start dealing with me. Yeah. And if you don't deal with her quick, it could be devastating. Yeah, that this to me is one of those cards in that just-in-time emerald amber aggressive lore rush deck. It fits right in with a three lore. I think the card that I replace first in my current build of that deck with this card is uh, Maximus Palace Horse. Yeah, because you want He's her. great. He's a good means of protecting stuff like Cusco from being banished. But, I mean, she's just so good. She, she, I would rather them have to deal with her or maybe take out Cusco. I'll just still quest for three. Maximus is just a means of like, I need something decent five cost value. He's pretty good. He'll give support if I need to. Yeah. But that's just questing for three. That's doing what I want to yeah. do. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, we, uh, I know we talked about it a little bit before, but Bell um, being in Sapphire right now mm -hmm. is the other color. Um, talking about how Sapphire has Aurora to give it ward to make it hard mm. to kill. Like You can like create Cusco's. your own Cusco. Yeah, create your own Cusco that says discard your whole hand because you got to attack me. Because it is real, uh, Smash yeah. is tough against it and stuff mm. like that. So there are pretty good counters out there right now for it. But giving it any sort of protection from yeah. from actions would be nice. It would be great getting an item in this this particular set that says give a character ward until your next turn. Oh, that would be awesome. Oh, that would be, oh, that, would be oh. that would probably That would make the item deck list. That would make the item <laughs> deck oh, list. Man. That would be such a good hey, card. Hey, Robinsberger. It would, it would if almost we if I got that right. Go ahead and let's do the reveal. <laughs> if if that card existed, I would almost not want it to be in Sapphire because oh, yeah, Sapphire no, would be. be too good with no, that. It also would have to be unrealistically High cost. It'd be an, that is such it'd a be an effect. amethyst. Uninkable for sure. Un uninkable for sure. <laughs> un yeah. Uninkable. What four drop? I want to know if I'm not alone in this though. This might have been of all the cards that we're talking about today. It's I think the it's the hype. one that got the most attention. Yeah. Because yeah. it had the flashiest statement. Yeah. And I caught. I had to catch myself when I read it because I wanted to go <gasps> better than Cusco or like Flynn Rider on steroids, but no. It's the willpower that matters. Yeah, it's that the unthinkable is, that matters. Yep. This card has answers because it does not have in baked. It doesn't have baked in ward. It only has one more lore than Flynn Rider. I want to keep that on Flynn the Rider record. Flynn Rider is great. Flynn Rider is good. And Flynn Rider is inkable. Yeah. So I think this card is definitely, definitely like spicy. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not terrified of this card like I thought I might have been. At first reveal, because when you see the words "discard your hand," you immediately think, "But I don't want to do that." I, but I will you say know? though, matchup wise, if you don't have steel with what we have right now, you're in trouble. Yeah, I'm terrified of this. Yeah. card. if you don't have steel, steel steel's like steel an easy Ruby. answer. Ruby, Ruby, Ruby offers Ruby dragon fire. I'm yeah. trying to think what, but that's still a five cost for a five cost. Sapphire play. would have to would have to devote some resources. Like yeah, let I mean, it let go, it go. Like anything that can be dealt with, anything can be dealt with those cards. Be. But like, it's not the easy smash mm -hmm. or the easy fire the cannons and another yeah. fire the cannons or something. And like that. And it's not like Cusco being able to dodge that is that much crazier. Yeah, because this card with Cusco, you can afford to maybe like just because you can't target it with something you can't choose it Cusco sometimes sometimes you can throw a, like a two cost challenge into it and finish yeah, it off yeah. and, and you're fine but with this the price must be paid yep. <laughs> you, you have to have an empty hand by the end of this yeah. or you're not happy with it and I know frequently this card now that I'm now that I'm looking at you <laughs> you are terrified of this card because there's no clean way other than strict removal to deal with this as a control player. When I looked at this, I was like, oh my gosh, another card that I got to deal with. 
Yeah, all With those cards you've been given Magic Mirror's not that goodbye. big of a deal for you though. Because if you attack, because you can like Maui into a Cusco. Yeah. And it's just it is what it is. Yeah, but this, yeah, this will keep I, you up at night. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, he goodness. already is. He's losing sleep. You literally, if you have be prepared in your hand. That's the only one. Is nightmare, man. If you have be, be prepared, prepared, Dragon Fire, Maleficent yeah. Fire Dragon. I mean, there's answers. I, I'm not even just thinking of answers. I'm saying like. You keep the be prepared in your hand because that's what usually saves your matchup. Exactly. So if you see be prepared in your hand and you see this across the table, you think to yourself, I either draw the removal in time or I definitely lose the be prepared. It's crazy because like this this comes out turn three. I'm sitting there looking stupid for like <laughs> two turns. And then I, I'm just now. Oh, my God. They have to come out with, the, with another bell. To make this come they out with will. a two turn there's three. No I mean, way, I'm thinking there's it's no way that it does. I'm even. thinking about the Amber Emerald Emer oh, deck. That's you're thinking thinking just about. Oh, just in time. Yes. Or a lantern shenanigans or situation. It, it, anything yeah. like that. I'd just like to point out that yeah, I want the my, Emerald my man, Bell to my be man two John cost. Silver. <laughs> two cost Emerald Bell. My man Bell. John Silver freaking loves this card. That makes sense. So I think they're married. I, I could see them. I, I hesitate to think they would give Emerald a two cost bell to make this like so splashable. I would think awesome. maybe kind of like the jazz. But doesn't it, doesn't every single one have every floodborne have a lower version in its same no, color? Jasmine, uh, Queen of Agrabah is five, but three shift, and the Jasmine in disguise three. is three cost. So it could be three. So it's even. So I would I was gonna say three would make. Sense. I think a three and cost, she has the same stats. Three three. Yeah, a three cost bell in Emerald could make sense, but this yeah. is also like way off theme for Bell as a huntress. I'm, she's a floodborne. So I'm, she's I'm a floodborne. Going, but, I'm gonna be that guy. Mm-hmm. To go ahead and be devil's advocate for the one drop, I think what that, one drop? I, a one I, drop bell. I think there's gonna oh be. Oh my a, goodness! I think there's gonna be a one drop bell. Not that, an emerald. Oh yeah. If there's a an one emerald. drop bell, she better have reckless and zero lore and 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 a one one <laughs> because if I have to deal with that, she's gonna be a dreamborn that is like Gaston. So there's another person at the table who likes. Coming up with really, really good cards, huh? Like overly good cards. Yeah, I'm looking at two of them. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen some of these overly good okay, cards. Okay, 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 okay. We've had our fun with Bill. All right, you can easily next? have fun. I think uh, I'll take the next card. Okay, it is one of my favorite colors. It's a character I love. This is I loved what they do with the Floodborne situation here. He's still a villain, so it does keep him on theme at least as being a villain, but. They make Gaston the intellectual powerhouse, an uninkable six-cost sapphire um, character, bloodborne villain, four strength, four willpower, three lore. Say it again, folks. Three lore. Three lore. A magic number. Shift four, and then he has the the uh, the aptly named ability, developed brain. When you play this character, look at the top three cards of your deck. You may put one into your hand, put the rest on the bottom of your deck in any order. So he already did. He literally did use the effect develop your brain and he has a developed brain now. Um, I also love if you look at the art of the card, Matthew Robert Davies is doing a ton of art in this set. He's like the guy who has the feature on the starter decks. Ah. He's like basically Nicholas Cole's role for set one. It seems like Matthew Robert Davies is the artist for this set. Who's getting a lot of the central art. Cool. Uh, He did the Elsa spirit of winter. So oh, nice. Okay. So it's it's oh, he's a, so yeah. Of course he's gonna get some love. Yeah. That that card is literally like yeah. the card in this first. I set, just so. I love. It's kind of sick with the villain theme, but with the art, he has the whole like blackboard behind him where it's talking about like his battering ram on the castle. 
He's gonna the, the beast is gonna be dead. He's gonna get Belle to be in love. Like it, he's figured out the master plan. Yeah. It, it's developed. So, and, yeah, it's developed. And, and the sad thing is, is that it's super rudimentary. Like he's developed his brain as much as he can. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the hard the hard issue here, hard analysis wise, the only Gaston we know of right now, Ruby two cost. Four strength, two willpower, reckless. Yeah, not not a good with this card. Not a good card to really bank on being there on turn four. Yeah. But if you could pull off the dream, my goodness. Use Gaston to take care of a maybe a one strength thing on turn three. They and don't then trade four, back. They don't trade back <laughs> because they don't expect you to have a developed brain. Or, or they, they <laughs> and or then, they don't even have a board. Like you get rid of the one thing. The one drop. Yeah. <laughs> or well it has one willpower or yeah. strength. One yeah. strength. So the one one strength and you just knock into it and then they don't have anything left on their board and you go into your ultimate you know, play. Yeah. You knock out next, a Cusco with it. Oh God. And then next turn you do that? What Cusco would just take him. Yeah, it would. He's a four two. Oh, he's but a Cusco also two. says whatever challenges and banishes yeah. him is balanced, yeah. banished. Dang it. Something you like that, You don't have a developed brain. You need <laughs> to develop your brain. I don't really we, like this card, if I I'm being honest. I, I, yeah. If they come out with a Sapphire Gaston... It's not happening. If they do... Would you still happening. play this? I would consider it. It's three lore. I just think even in like... Okay. Uninkable six drop. Yes, yes, yes. My uninkable count in my Sapphire ramp decks still is not that, that high. It matters less in Sapphire too because you're ramping. Yeah. And well, I have Fishbone Quill. I'm still looking for that Amber Gaston, my guy. Yeah, it, it could happen. But for for this Gaston, at three lore, I'm willing to try anything at three lore, just about. You you can make you can make a card that was a one one, and if it's appropriately costed and has three lore, we'll figure it out. I'll I'll find a reason. Because three lore is such a good clock. Exhibit A, and Grandma Tala. Yeah, it's for everybody. It is this right here. I know it's uninkable, so it makes it dead in your hand early on. Yeah, but it Which does. It's a dead period. It, it is a three cost thing for a for a ramp deck. You struggle to get your top deck, make it something of value, play it, and then hope you top deck something else that's good. This fixes your top deck, or it, it can technically find the best top deck. That would that would have been available in the next few turns replaces himself sticks on board as a threat quests for three can maybe take out something that challenges into him if they're trying to clear out your problems and then you also can guarantee that of the next three cards in your deck in your ramp deck you get the highest quality one possible you're still yeah. in top deck mode technically because you can play that and then you're still I like that through, it but. replaces itself I just I think, think it's of, mostly just all right yeah I do too if like, you shift it. It's great. If you don't yeah. shift it, it's, it's okay. Yeah. If you don't shift it, I don't think it's good at all. But if you can ramp into it, if it's yeah, in yeah. a ramp package, yeah. I think if that yeah. takes if it from okay if to If you're playing good. this yeah. in a ramp deck, sure. Would yeah. you rather... Here's the, here's but I would the threshold. Rather, I think I'd rather ramp into other cards. I'm just trying to think what six drops there well, are. From the previous episode, mm -hmm. uh, we talked about decks we love. Go check it out. Also had Nicholas Cole interview. The, um, the... Threshold I said for like the first cuts in my Sapphire Amethyst deck was mm -hmm. a six cost card for the quest for three. And the baseline is Mufasa. Six cost inkable, four, six, three lore. Do you think this is better than that in that deck? I do. Um, I, I mean, in, I in a vacuum, overall, it, is, yeah. it just depends on your uninkable count. Yeah. I have very That's few what I'm saying. uninkable. So, so, yeah. like, so in, if you're not at that threshold, case, yeah. Yeah. I'm with yeah. Alex. In this particular case, if you're not even anywhere close to the threshold, sure. Yeah. Why not? Like, 
I'd why not we'll get, get more over. abilities for a little less stats yeah. or something yeah. like that? Yeah, I'm, I'm down less willpower. That's yeah, pretty much I'm all down for that, and and I like the three lore questing. It's just he's probably gonna quest for three lore and then probably get then banished probably in get a wrecked. challenge. But yeah, you got to replace him, so he seems more controlly than most yeah. things. So it's kind of he'll he'll probably be really good in some sort of control package. Mm-hmm. I like it in, in your ramp deck though. That's pretty like, spicy. No, if that's you what I'm saying. In that deck, deck, it makes sense. Drop it. I'm like, um, now I'm annoyed. Because <laughs> now you have another card you and gar- you're about to draw. Okay. You can guarantee that, yeah. like, well, I was hoping he was going to top deck exactly. an item. And now I know he didn't. Exactly. <laughs> he, and then there's also Fishbone. Fish, what oh, is it Fishbone called? Fishbone. Yeah, so that, you know, I mean. Do you play Robin Hood in it right now? Yes. Because See, Robin Hood replaces himself. That's what I'm saying. So he's kind of there, but he's unequable. He's Robin Hood-esque. Yeah. Well, I think. But that deck's also starving for card draw. Yeah. It I does just, not have that much. It is starving for card draw, and this is something that, like, I already played Develop Your Brain because it helps you filter in yep. stuff you like. So it it fits. I think for it the really audience at on home, lower Gaston. just know that whether this card is good or great or terrible or okay or mid or trash or spicy, I will find out. He's going to try it at least yeah, once. he's going to try, try it at least it. once. Yeah, yeah, for sure. said I would. All right, so next up we have Tyler's card. Yeah, so I've got the queen. Um, she's a five-drop inkable. Uh, 4-3, shift 2. Her ability is, who is the fairest? Uh, When this character quests, chosen opposing character gets minus 4. Oh my gosh, minus 4 strength this turn. And chosen character gets plus 4 strength this turn. Uh, That's a lot of power to get ripped away from you very quickly. I love this card. It's it's a good card. It's a very good card. Um, I... I have some reservations. I, obviously, we've only got the one queen. And it's equivalent. At, it's, yeah, it, and it's yeah. literally the exact same. Yeah, there's, so, but there's no way they can no. make like a one-cost queen no. and then shift it for you, two. That would be can, like... You can. Yeah. You can. I see. Uh, yes. Uh, because it's going to be uh, it, it's gonna be the old witch queen. But you... Maybe. but thematically yes but you think it that you could actually you, you could let people a, play this on turn two like every game i don't think so there's it no has, way it has to be two costs two or three right yeah there's no uh, way i, see I this. think legitimately you could put it at Unless, two cost and be okay at two maybe because you can you're playing this on turn three then you have one more extreme but there's no way in my mind they make you, for balancing one reasons, cost i don't and then go it, yeah. oh yeah just play a five cost for two by playing this other card in yeah, your deck and I'm, hard mulliganing for it you know i think so I look at this card and I immediately say like, okay, five cost four three, underrate two lore. You're getting better. Um, then I see the ability and it's essentially scars ability, but way better. It's like support and scars. Yeah, ability it's support and scar. Yeah. It's gonna guarantee that if you have something that you can challenge with, you can practically guarantee it will get a free yeah banish. What's, what's the uh, what's the the poison apple in? It's in poison red, apples and ruby. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and call this. This is gonna be my my, my one. Your second shot, shot every episode. I, I do. <laughs> I do shoot my shot. Call it's every easy episode. to make one a three shot, a hey, three pointer when you got I have 14 such a tries. Good, good thing to add to this afterwards. I, I, I would like it. to point out that my my record speaks for itself. So zero for like oh, 100. That's not true. <laughs> I've had a few. I've had a few. Go I call, go. I, did I not go. call Ruby a shot? My shot Moneyball. is is that. Uh, so, First off, what is the uh, the cost of uh, poison apple? Poison apple. It's a three cost item that you can exert for one ink and banish a princess or exert a king. Okay, I think it's going to be a two cost queen in red that is going to have the ability to banish itself to banish a princess. I think that's what it's going to end up being. 
I think it's going to be a uh, a two drop one one that's going to have that ability on it. Okay. So that because the poison Wait. apple, poison apple was given by the the evil queen. As the witch, I I think they are that's very careful not to allow players to banish other characters for cheap cost. I've noticed that because Sword of Truth is four cost, and it and you have and it only banishes a villain. Uh, Poison but, Apple, you have to invest four ink to banish only princesses. Right. So the, there's a two cost. It's, it's going to be a two cost that you have to exert to be able to banish. That's still only two ink to do it. That's true, great. but that's that you still have to wait a turn. And it's card specific, right? You said it, princess. Yeah, it's yeah. specific. Let me tell princess. Yeah. It 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 has built in restrictions because it's a character. Okay. It's a maybe. So okay. The and that so that's gonna be that's gonna be the it's restriction. Very specific. Is that it's, but it's gonna amazing. be a two. I was I was just gonna say that with this card, with a shift cost of two, I don't think anything else in the game has a shift cost of nope. two currently. Not, not right now. So I see a, when I see shift two, I think of that more as it doesn't matter if you're trying to ramp it with shift it's just the extra cost you're willing to pay to prepare a queen underneath that you can use this immediately with because obviously you have to quest with this to get value and boy is it great value but i would be almost willing to like play a queen on top of like the other queen just because like you know what just depends on your scenario yeah i don't think i'm gonna need card draw as much let's just Take that out for free. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can kind of turn your queen into something different for the low, low cost of just waiting a turn. Now you can surprise. It's exactly. done. Yep. They, they were going to just leave it there because it was just going to draw a card, yeah. but they're, they, they're, they're going to have another queen. Yeah, for sure. They're going to. So but. I want to mention my favorite aspect of this card, and that's multiplayer. Oh. Me using my questing to, <laughs> to Wait. Re- make one higher and make one lower could be really cool. It's only going to work during your I know, turn. I know, but, but that's so interesting. Because you could do I'll it in time. weird ways. I guess it is only this turn, so it would be so much better if it wasn't. But but it's still yeah, it's still great because it's like flexible removal. And while you're politicking like that, you're questing. Yeah. So you're getting to do what you want. Yeah, it's not as good as I was thinking, though, because you can't use someone else to challenge it for you. But It's not like the, Chesh- the Cheshire Cat reckless situation of like nobody, yeah. nobody exert. I'm gonna quest with Chesh. Yeah, he has to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's I get what you're saying. Yeah, I still love the ability to like choose it. Yep, and then I will selectively and I just I like the inverse of it of like I, wh- anything weak that I have becomes very strong. Yes, and anything that you have that has four sh- willpower or less, yeah. guaranteed to be gone. And if it has four strength or less, there is no crackback. Yeah. It is completely a free challenge, free banish. It can turn your Lilo into like a banished queen, man. That is awesome. All right. Well, there is another Bloodborne character. It's I believe not a Bloodborne, s- bud. It's not a Floodborne? No, nope. it's not. Dreamborn, this is Dreamborn. Oh, I think we mis- misordered this. It's, we saved no, it's this. because it's, yeah. it's the same ability. Yeah. We saved this because of the wicked, awesome keyword yeah all right anthony so anthony you get to showcase this keyword for the very first time all right guys it's time so we have That's the card cool. tiana celebrating princess uninkable four cost one four dreamborn hero princess and it is a steel card and this introduced the new keyword resist resist is plus two um 
Resist plus two. Damage dealt to this character is reduced by two. Oh, so good. Let, let me finish, guys. Let so me finish, okay? Let him cook. Okay. Let him cook. Let him cook. <laughs> okay, so the ability is what you give is what you get. While this character is, is exerted and you have no cards in your hand, opponents can't play action. And it's too lore. Mm. Oh, super rare. Yeah, I... Oh. I, I, okay, Ooh. so... Keyword oh, we, first. Yeah, keyword let's, discussion let's keyword first. first. Uh, so I believe it, it was you called I, I called you, yeah. and so we were me and Jacob talked about this. I was cooking some ribs. He was cooking some ribs. I was cooking some man catching I was, ribs. I was sick. <laughs> Gosh, I was I was also very sad that I wasn't there because I wanted ribs. Um, yeah. But no, so we were talking about the fact that so he thought that this was just strictly challenge. from challenging. No. no, I thought it was the inverse of challenger. Yeah, <laughs> so th- this is. This is, hey, I don't care about your fire the cannons. Man. I don't care about your grab your swords. I don't Tinkerbell, care about your Tinkerbell coming down, uh, dropping uh, your one. I don't get. I don't care about her secondary ability swinging into it. me. Just absolutely destroys mm. it. Mm. This this is the epit and the next card that we're going to talk about after this. This is the epitome of power creep. This is like, hey. All of Steel's great stuff. I don't, I don't know if it's, it's power, power creep. I think it's just creating an answer. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't have, an have an answer right now. Yeah, right 100% now. agree. 100%. True. And but it's it, in the same color as of right it, now. It is in the same it, color. The ability which, power creeped in my head. Because yeah. in my head, I was like, I mean, I get it. Like, but you stuff can't like challenge Tinkerbell and Grab Your Swords is so good. Oh my right gosh. Now. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, now. This is also like, in Steel, though. So Steel got the answer to Steel. It's just frustrating. It's also a 1 4. Like, you cannot swing at this. With a four strength character and win, that's only going to deal two. Yeah. Yep. It you have to swing at it with a six. Please tell me what specifically which color swings with six and is actually really good. Steel. Yeah. It's, I just Trunk. Here's the deal with me. I was it's, thinking like Maui. Didn't we say Maui? Has six? Maui. Ma- that's Ruby. This to me, yeah. it's not just an answer for Steel's damage uh, wideness. For lack of better terms, um, smash. the number one way that this game is being played right now, if you're not leaning into heavy control, is to just say, eh, whatever, I'll make a super wide board. And I know that that way of playing is not very interactive. It's not their goal to be challenging into your stuff. But resist is less powerful whenever the most effective way to deal with a resist character is to challenge them with a heavy strength character because you still get that value or an action sometimes, or something yeah sometimes yeah an action is good too a dragon fire but, let it go but but <laughs> ideally though, if you have to use damage it's better to use a six strength character to deal with this it's more cost effective for that just because a two strength character literally does nothing yeah, to you, this but challenge. takes one but it still takes one damage. Yeah, it's just a waste. So there's no reason to challenge. It's it's to the point where a lot of the cards that exist in this game right now in that three-cost range, they typically have three or less. It's a really, really weird thing to see high strength on stuff that's uh, like, you know, Gaston's like a weird card. Yeah, right? it's typically because they're less playable because normally you won't hire willpower. Yeah. So with this, resist as a whole keyword to me is the answer to... I go really, really low to the ground, and I just have a lot of low-cost stuff. I know that that stuff usually in the decks, the strategy is to just quest, 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 quest. Yeah, they're not going to challenge but, you anyways. But this adds an interesting little wrinkle to you can't answer this with just low challenges yeah. efficiently. And, Anthony, you were talking about um, 
Just what your favorite car- part of the card was, though, yes. was the ability. The ability. Ooh. Just thinking mm-hmm. about it, like, so, so just to say it again, while this character is exerted and you have no cards in hand, opponents can't play actions. You know what's great about Steel? They like to play cards. Yeah. And a lot of them. Because mm-hmm. typically they're answering problems on the board. So the likelihood of Steel not having a hand is extremely high. I hate that ability. <laughs> As you should. Yeah, because no. you don't have cards in your hand. Yes, so yeah. I like value, and this is like you're giving up all your value for the value on board and for her to be exerted so my opponent can't play action. So it is nice for like be prepared or something like that. Yeah. But boy, if I'm having a top deck, that makes me nervous. This card is actually best played in a aggressive no, yeah, deck. No, yeah. So I was thinking with the Emerald. Emerald, it's really good because Emerald has a big problem of getting hit by all the steel removal. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And be prepared to just be prepared. You can't get around that. But uh, it has all the problems of like, you know, your Flynn Rider's getting taken out by stuff. And this is nice mm-hmm. to it still be on board while Flynn's getting taken out by grab your swords mm-hmm. and things like that. And Cusco gets taken out when they. Sing. Grab your yeah, no, it happens. <laughs> yeah, it, it happens, happens all the freaking time. Yeah. So this this will not get touched, and you're still questioning. Yeah. And you sometimes in that deck, you only need a little bit more. But mm-hmm. the whole no cards in your hand is yeah. hard stipulation for me at heart yeah. because I you I like I like yeah, cards yeah. in my hand. But, but on top of that, like, but it could be a great finisher. You, so you don't you get that prepared. You can't you drop can't this at sing. the end. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. You can't. You can't sing. You can't. Emerald Steel just became really stinking good yeah, because Mother Gothel and this equals what are you only, doing with your turn, huh? You can only challenge play, play, play characters. Play characters, I guess. Play characters yeah. and sit there yeah. and take it. The thing I do like about it is, it's kind of like you were saying, Anthony, it is a finisher. Who cares if you don't get that extra ability at the end? Who cares? And whenever, whenever if, she's exerted. No, you know what I'm saying? No, if you don't get the no actions, like... You're still a one four with resist two, and you're questing. Well, if you end up top decking, you end up top decking, and then she gets the extra ability. Like, I don't yeah. think you play her to like go all in on the ability. It's a well-rounded card because you think about it. If she's exerted, your most effective answer to a character like that, whenever it has resist two, is to use the smash, use the exactly. dragonfire or something. Yeah. But if you have the empty hand condition. That is no longer an answer for you. Have you have to challenge. And whenever you challenge, it will be very ineffective. She's not returning a high strength back into them through the challenge process. But with two lore, I don't care what I'm doing. Right. Back, like, other than that, I'm clearly going on a very wide board strategy. I'm questing. You're not going to play your be prepared because you can't deal with this first. So, right. The, the only problem that I technically see is stuff like, okay, so, for example, um, if... They were playing, say, Mad Hatter, uh, and they challenge into it. You draw a card. That mm-hmm. automatically turns off the ability. While you, if you have, if you have Tiana on on board, and the, but you have no cards in hand, but you have Tiana and Mad Hatter and Cusco or whatever, and you've you've swung with all of them, they challenge into your Mad Hatter. Yeah, you, you, they dealt a little bit of damage. And they're not able to get rid of the Mad Hatter. Oh, but you're saying you the, draw a card because they challenged yeah. into Mad Hatter. You're saying that ability that is it automatically work with turned Mad off. Hatter. Yeah, you the the big three costs or th- the big three lore characters that are in Emerald. Only one of them, specifically Cusco, is viable at that position for staying on board or being around and being yeah, this hard is, to get rid this of. This is an uninkable card. So I do think it, it's going to be hard to fit in with those strategies anyways, just because 
if you're doing uninkable four four costs and uninkable five costs, oh yeah, it's tough. It get, that gets really tough. Right. Yeah. But you'll find a home though. I'm interested to see if we get some sort of item or something that's like I don't know tap and like you, you want to keep your hand. You, <laughs> Exert, exert. It's the hardest for you. It's the Turn hardest. it sideways. <laughs> 90 degrees specifically. It's in the rules. 90 degrees. No diagonal exertions here. How dare you? I'm interested to see if, you know, like I said, you want to keep your hand empty. If we get any cards that's going to help us use something from our discard pile or something, you know, yeah. to kind of help us play into this style. Well, you could have like something... I Ex- like exert, pay some sort of amount, and discard a card from your hand. That part. And then it gets an ability. I, it, I yeah. also love the Something. idea. I don't know yeah. what, but then it gets its ability. I love the idea. There's a Magic the Gathering card called Solitary Confinement. And it is essentially, in Lorcana terms, an item that says you skip your draw phase mm. and you cannot take damage. Yeah. I like Ooh. the idea of, like, if they ever did come out with a card like that, of, like, skip your draw phase... Yeah, get a very good effect for it. Have a trade off. Your opponent can't quest. Your opponent can't quest. That would be so cool. You could not do that. It's like, I'm skipping my draw for the rest of the game, and you cannot win the game because yeah. you cannot quest oh my it's, it's, until it's, you remove the item. Yeah, you know I mean, so. but you can't draw, or it's, you it's can draw the yeah, Platinum Angel. Like yeah, that'd be all. Like yeah. I can't. You, I can win. That'd be horrible. I can't lose, but you can't win. That's just that's just an interesting thought I had. Yeah, I do think we should move on to the final yeah. card so, because it is the coolest card of all. So we'll move up to the next resist character. Such so a good card. It is Cinderella Stouthearted. She's a seven cost inkable five five. She's floodborn hero princess knight. That's hey. a lot. That's a lot. Knights she has, for the first time. Yep. Shift five resist two, and she quests for three lore and also has an ability called the singing sword. Whenever you play a song. This character may challenge ready characters this turn. Absolutely insane. Absolutely disgusting. Absolutely this insane. Is, she doesn't hard. want to quest and challenge, but she can do both. She could do sing so a song. Hey man, hey man. always. Couldn't she? Couldn't she just always find herself? She a girl can sing the song. Yeah. She can <laughs> sing the song, and then wouldn't that ready her? No, no, okay. no. It yes, allows you. It allows you to ready. To, but okay. with Moana, because she's a princess, Ooh. you can re-ready her after you sing, after you quest. Mm. You can do that, she and then challenge a ready. She can character. challenge a ready character. Man, That's this insane. is just this is one of the cards. That's the way amber, card, amber, and still. Yeah, mm. the way card games and it leans like, into the song mechanic yep, too. Exactly, it's so great. It was meant to be. Yeah, it was just, meant to be. The way card games are best designed is when you make rules just so you can have cards that break rules. Yep. And this is the kind of card that everybody in their in their Lorcana life has had the experience of like. If I could just have an answer for that card he just played, if I just had an answer removal, for Cusco, yeah, my removal oh, would be hey, fine. That's an answer for but Cusco. You don't have to choose the readied character that you can challenge into. That's interesting because it does get it, it does help with Cusco. Um, yeah, but still, Cusco takes it out. Still, Cusco. no, it doesn't. Yeah, it does because oh, Cusco. Yeah. yeah, Cusco still takes it out. Uh, yeah, but ignoring Cusco, ignoring <laughs> Cusco, Cusco was doing his emperor stuff. But another, she, he said no touchy. This is another nice thing is the other Cinderella we have right now is, is an, an amber, amber and is a four cost and it's song synergy and it's song. So it's, it has singer. It, this is it, it pairs. So it's, it's meant so to good. be like they made yeah. this one going. This is the deck you're building, <laughs> and I like I like how that Cinderella too is like uh, she's like doing chores, yeah, doing nothing, and, and this one's like. Hey, girl, you want some armor? You want a sword? You want a cape? You want some you, sh- a shield? I, She's got Being everything. able to challenge ready characters was not something I ever even thought about. Oh, my God. Yeah. It is such right. a good little ability to have. A like tidbit. So, and it is nice to know that it's not like a keyword, so it's not going to be everywhere. 
Yeah. It is an ability. If it was a keyword, mm-hmm. you're like... That could Here be a go. lot of cards. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no card is nothing, safe. Nothing's safe now, yeah. So, <laughs> what are you going to say, Tyler? Uh, you're trying so, to get something in. You know, the, so you know the, the the Disney Channel original movie, Cheetah Girls? There's a song. I don't like to, but I know. You know, you know, yeah, no. So there's a, but there's a song. <laughs> this is the most random it, thing it is, ever. It is random. But this is the epitome of the, the song. Uh, go ahead. The, I, I don't want to be like Cinderella sitting in a dark, old, dusty cellar waiting for somebody to come and set me free. This, this is this Cinderella being her own hero. I wish this card had flavor text. It's a super oh, right, rare. Right. It's a super rare. Too many keywords. Like <laughs> yeah, you just had to be too good. You don't get flavor <laughs> text, okay? That's what happens. When but you're, when you're dot, good, dot, you dot. don't need oh, flavor text, man. sir. Just ask Stitch Rockstar. You don't need flavor text when you're good. So I, The flavor's all in the picture. I will say this. You, you mentioned it's not a keyword on its ability. That is something I forgot to mention when we were talking about resist as a whole. The interesting little tidbit of resist is it always has a number so far that we've seen it. Yeah. It's yeah, plus it's resist two, plus which two. tells me I would be willing to bet that resist one and is, three probably resist one is Dude, probably just you. like support was used in um, in the first set yeah. of like it's the stuff that they throw on card to give them extra value. I would be willing to bet we get a two cost two three with resist one you know yeah. as a little flavor and maybe something that passes resist one on to something yeah. else you know like you, this you can give resist one to one of your other yeah. characters until the resist end, is the also really really interesting yeah. on cards and characters that have high strength yeah because you can you can afford to have less willpower if you know you're going to take less damage every single time you interact where willpower matters so it's essentially you can count every single character that has resist you can kind of just add that to their She's willpower. She's a five seven. Yeah, and that's what she is. That's right kind now. of their stats, but it could be only better than that if they're interacting multiple times with damage in a turn. So it's it's a three lore here. Yep, that. Yep, love it. Great yeah. card. Yeah, this is perfect. Three lore, and it's inkable. Hey, yeah. It's inkable. Yeah. Don't forget, the perfect, it, guys. The perfect, really cool. perfect card to end on. The hey, perfect card doesn't I, exist. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no. So one of the things that I really, gosh. You know, you were talking about like a card or a type of card that you really want in the game. What about an anthem resist? Oh my god, that would be sick. Here it we go with the Buster sick. card. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness I gracious! Do, I do see an item or something, a character. No, something. passing to one, not anthem yeah. though. Yeah, I would. I could imagine like an Aurora Dreaming yeah. Guardian esque yeah. that doesn't have resist, but gives all your other characters resist Ooh. plus one. You, you think know? so? Something like that could be ward. Giving, no, giving Alex, everything ward. Giving everything ward is ridiculously good. So I we think figured giving that out something a long time ago. <laughs> giving I, something I ate res- my crow a long time How ago. How about for this that one. though? How about this? Dude. Let me cook. <laughs> he in the kitchen. Clearly resist is a steel centric thing, right? For now. What if you had a floodborne Aurora that did the resist granting, and then you could play that or Dreaming Guardian on top of yeah, the options, Princess? The options. You had the option, and then you could double stack. Where the best way to get rid of ward is through challenge, but good luck because I resist. The best thing to get rid of challenge, good challenging stat characters is removal. You have but four roars on board. Yeah. That have, that, now you have plus two resist and ward on everything. Yes. <laughs> Deal with me. I've already won. <laughs> yeah. Magical Christmas land. Here yeah. we are. My Part two. That, that wraps up our card discussion of set two. Just quickly, because I know it, it needs to be said, there is a Disney 100 special celebration set that's releasing in December. I'm cool. pretty sure I have that date correct, that month correctly. I think 1st. it's December 1st. Yeah. 
and it's going to feature some really special art of some cards that will be in this set, some cards that are in the Almost set like one. Enchanted, yeah, enchanted it, style, special uh, style stuff. Yeah, we'll looks dive, really good. We'll dive into that stuff on the next episode. We felt like this kind of uh, topical discussion which was enough to really deep dive into all these cards, and it'd be enough for one episode. But we will be right back. We are going to have the sponsors of the show mentioned, and then we will get to your questions in our mailbag segment. See you soon. This episode is also sponsored by Texcana Podcast Studio. Wanting to start your very own podcast or voice web series? Well, Texcana Podcast Studio is the place for you. Whether it's true crime, sports, murder mystery, or a fun card game you want to talk about with your friends, Texcana Podcast Studio is here for all of your recording needs. Check out the link in the description below to schedule your first session today. Texcana Podcast Studio, where your voice is heard. This episode is also sponsored by Meeple City Games. Looking for a local game store in your four states area of Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Oklahoma? Meeple City Games is the place for you. Stocking TCGs such as Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh!, One Piece, and Lorcana, Meeple City Games is your one-stop shop for all your TCG needs. Check out the link in the description below to check out their location. Meeple City Games, come join the fun. Welcome back to the mailbag segment of the show. I hope you enjoyed the card discussion, but we are going to get into your questions right now. One question from Twitter, one question from YouTube. Let's get it. We're going to start with the Twitter question, and it is from Stephen Gettle. He asks, how many cards are enough cards in your collection? The hunt is challenging and satisfying, but when do you think it is the right time to stop hunting and say, I have enough of set one? Let's just go around the table real quick. What's your answer to this question? Um... So honestly, for me personally, I feel like four of everything, just having a play set of everything and being able to play everything, like having the ability to un- play everything. You could un- take something out, but put it in and yeah. have enough. And, and still have, like, obviously right now, like, I have an entire box with all of my extras. And most of the time I'm pretty cool with just, like, giving a lot of that away or just or if it's trade-worthy, then trading it. But most of the time, if people are in need... I'm typically willing to give a good portion of that away because I have a lot and it's very well documented that I have a lot of cards already. So, um, yeah, that's typically like where you want to be, where I want to be a place out of each because I want to be able to say I have four of everything. (laughs) It's a statement statement of like, I've got it and I've got it all in triplicate. What about you, Alex? I'm going to dive a little bit. Into two separate situations. So if you're just a collector, I think one of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think building a master set of the first set, the first is, all, set. is really cool. Um, that's something that I personally have a goal of doing. And then mm-hmm. if you get fools to upgrade, great. If you don't, whatever. But after that, I think, and this is kind of the way I, I go about it myself, is build your top two or three decks. You'll have a few extras inevitably because you've opened packs most likely. And then also on the side, I'm building the... If I if you are the collector and you're not just like mm-hmm. a deck builder, then on the side you have at least one of everything type mm-hmm. thing. But if you don't have one of everything, you're just like a deck builder and you want to build decks, I like the four of, but sometimes it's not cost efficiently. So pick your top two or three, start with that. And then because a lot of these cards, if you're a deck builder, are gonna be null and void in set two. So yeah. if you yeah. if you are trying to deck build and go into set into set into set and are on a little bit budget or it's hard and challenging to find, mm-hmm. then definitely stick to a couple decks and then go from there because next next set will come out. You'll build a couple decks, then you'll have extras to play yeah. left over. So that's where I'm mm-hmm. at with it. But you, Anthony? I, I, Alex really said it all. I mean, it just depends on if you're a collector 
or if you're a player or if you're you know you're both um it i think it really depends on your budget yeah like how much money you have and what you have access to play responsibly. um exactly <laughs> um for me it's whatever decks i got i want to play that's what mm -hmm. i'm going for i'm yep. not really on the collector side it's i want to be able to play the game so yeah. and then also i really like the idea of at least having two of every card because that way when set two comes out and then all of a sudden this card back there that you didn't collect or you didn't pick up gets bomb and it's expensive okay <laughs> here we you know you that's gotta pick it up but you don't have to pick up as exactly many. that's happened to yeah. me several times in Yu-Gi-Oh. i was like ah mm, i don't yeah. need that card hundred dollars yeah. <laughs> in two years like okay buddy yeah but yeah stuff like lady tremaine that we always talk about like, it'll be better just wait yeah stuff like that it, yeah. it, it's liable i know you're shaking your head i saw it through my side <laughs> eye but it, it's i don't a, need you to side i said cards like trade lady tremaine that specifically try on a strategy but uh my answer Still to this question good. to add a little bit to what y'all are saying um i kind of sit in the middle of tyler's answer and y'all's answer i personally have a one of everything on the uh, in progress i'm just missing like certain legendaries that i traded Same. away for value Same. but let it rip little elsa <laughs> um thanks bud yeah you're welcome where's mickey at tyler shut up that's what i thought okay <laughs> that's what i thought um so i really like the idea of one of everything but i'm also a deck builder at heart so i go into the playable side i would say i feel like my collection is like i'm satisfied with set one now that I have built three decks, yep, and I'm and I don't have to share cards yep. between them. I've built three decks, and I have like a one of progress uh, collection. It's basically that, almost done. That I feel like it's almost done. And when the time set two comes out, and people kind of like fade away on their their hype over set one, I can pick them up cheaper if as long as they're not like crazy good. It's literally where I'm at right now yeah. too. The difference I have with y'all's answer though is I also tick a box of. I have collected an abundance of cards I think will be good later based on things coming out. Like, yeah, I think Prince Hans or Hans 13th in line yeah. is specifically is, got worse. Thanks to resist. One. It got worse. Thanks to resist. <laughs> but I was heavy, heavily speculating on that yeah. card. I traded for like eight of them. Yeah. I just, I just want to sit on that because print, he just feels so good to no, me. He's great. And I also pew, pew. got a, uh, my other like pet card was magic mirror. Cause I just feel like, People don't. People slept on it early on. Obviously, it's we paid off. We slept on it early control, on. Right? Yeah. But, we but I still feel like... We have an entire episode I where know, we dogged on it. early on. We learned. But we I think of. that card has a lot of room for improvement down the line. Just the better that control tool tools get. And it's just one of the cards that sits there. Uh, so, yeah. It's decks that I like to build. I want to acquire a lot of it. For sure. And then so. even cost reducers eventually. Yeah. Because let's be honest. At some point... There will be an ability that reduces the cost of an activated ability. Okay, yeah, like, gotcha. So, yeah. for sure. So, thank you very much, Stephen, for your question. The next question we have is from YouTube, and it is from Connor Fultz. We have a pretty cool question that I'm excited to answer here. Uh, do you guys think they will ever add any alternative win conditions to the game? For example, Exodia in Yu-Gi-Oh!, so or for those of you who are Oracle from yeah, Magic, from people who are un, unaware of like the Exodia from Yu-Gi-Oh example, Exodia like in Yu-Gi-Oh you have your hand, there's a head, right arm, left arm, right leg, left leg, and if you ever have all five pieces of Exodia, you can reveal them to your opponent and you win the game. So you don't have to actually meet the conditions of reducing life points. My idea for what 
Lorcana Do you think it will actually happen? Yes. Okay. I think it will happen because it adds a flavor and a play style that it checks a box for okay. a type of player who wants to assemble pieces. Yep. Um, so I think it's a, it's right up that alley. I think questing for 20 lore is great. Um, that's what the whole mechanic of the game pushes behind. However, the alternative win condition of Lorcana has to lean into the Disney flavor. And I think you lean into the Disney flavor by assembling the pieces of a Disney movie. And I think the, the perfect example of this would be a Dr. Facilier who you reveal the cards and he has the whole foretelling of a story mm-hmm. and certain cards. And it could be a special mechanic of like, you can only play one copy of this card in your deck. And it's basically just the cards will tell the cards will tell. And you have to have all four cards specifically on your hand at one time, or to make it even harder, you have to play them out. And you have to yeah. assemble kind of like items, like the F I N A L. So, so, oh, yeah. so yeah. in my head, yeah. in my head, where you were going with, I was thinking of something like, of course, I don't see this person being in Lorcana for a while, but like Thanos in the Gauntlet. Yeah, so, yeah. But, all the Infinity but you have a Doctor Facilier that says, once you have these four cards, exert to win, exert to win. So yeah. he has to stay on the board too. Yeah, that's so it's it'd be a so hard, situation. but boy, it would yeah. be crazy. Yeah, but you can have an item that is just a card, like the cards will tell. It's the and then cards will tell. Right. And then you just have all four. And if you can exert Dr. Facilier. It'd be cool if they all had like the Ursula's Cauldron ability or something. Oh, you can To like, like help you. Yeah. They, like they easy obviously abilities. shouldn't just be an item that has no, no yeah, text. Yeah, something, something cool. But I think um, a, kind of cool. a, a fun thing that could possibly happen is the one thing that we don't have. And that is what would be considered an event. Like things happen in movies. All the Disney movies have some major climactic event that happens that, you know, kind of boils over that that makes the movie what it is. Mm-hmm. So, like, take, for example, Little Mermaid in the fight at the end between uh, Ariel and Ursula. That is we have something like that but, with like vicious betrayal yeah, actions where, you know, there's specific actions. Mm-hmm. There are things happening, yeah. but like have A climactic. Yeah. Action. Have having. That would actually be a really cool card. Climatic. A climactic action. action yeah. Where, you know, in, in Magic, we have the legendary sorcery or the legendary mm-hmm. instant. One of in your whole deck. Yeah, it's a one of in your whole Prism deck. Prism star in, in Pokemon. Yeah. So Boom, everybody's but, got it. Let's do it. <laughs> but yeah, having what would be a climactic action. It's the one thing where you have to have a certain setup for every single specific your thing. Your opponent has Ursula. You have Ariel. Then you can play this card. Oh, man. Oh, Ursula's Ursula's unplayable. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Ursula well, I'm not playing her now because yeah. there's no point. But no, just like, that. you know, they're having to be well, some sort of thing. Table. Yeah, it's it's building, it's building it. a board and then having the correct board in yeah. play and then playing the climactic action. Yeah, something like that. That I makes sense. I, I like you. both of those ideas. Well, Great questions. I think that does it for this episode. We look forward to seeing you in episode 15 of Ready, Set, Live. But make sure you go down to the comment section. Let us know your favorite card we discussed today. Uh, Throw down your questions you have for us. We're always answering questions in the comment section anyways on what you think of these cards. If you're speculating on one of them is better than we thought, worse than we thought. And also do not forget to check out the YouTube community post or the tweet for the mailbag questions for next episode so that you can try to get your question answered by the crew. But until then, digital me. Take us out. Thanks again, guys, for listening to Ready, Set, Live. If you could, like and share the content and subscribe to the channel, as well as hitting that notification bell for updates on when we post new content. Don't forget to leave a comment as we check for any questions that you guys might have, as well as things to add to our mailbag portion of the podcast. 
And who knows, maybe your question will be answered in the next episode. And thanks again to Texarkana Podcast Studio for their contribution in making this episode possible. As always, this is the crew from Ready, Set, Draw, ending our turn. Ready, set, draw.